Okay, deaf perspective listeners. It's snack time. I'm having some plantain chips from Trader Joe's. They, um, they are. They're, they're jerk style plantain chips. Mm. They got two little green parrots on the front. Which is oddly enough the name of my favorite bar in Key West. The green parrot. But uh, these are tasty. They're very, very spicy. Which yeah. is great because now we got a hot take for hot you. Take. Um, we were talking recently. Mm. But can't nobody hear you over that chip, man. I know. (laughs) Motherfuckers, that's delicious. (laughs) So good. I think Trader Joe's needs to send us a check. Anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Definitely needs to send us a check. Better yet, just send me some plantain chips. Fuck Mm -hmm. the check. No, no, no. We'll take the check. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I buy my own damn plantain chips. Right. This is true. We'll take the check and some plant and, and some plantain chips. <laughs> mm-hmm. All that. Um, we were talking recently about identity politics. Mm-hmm. And how it's crazy to me. All right, I'm gonna give you a little backstory here. Mm-hmm. So, me being biracial I've had to deal with identity politics Mm -hmm. just about my whole life right absolutely tell the folks what that means identity politics okay yeah so feeling like or being pushed into a specific identity or category right um in order to categorize oneself Mm mm-hmm or somebody else. Um, really in the efforts to attach a stereotype or a preconceived notion mm-hmm. about this particular group to an right. individual. Mm-hmm. Right. That's really the purpose of the shit. If, yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's just to, to like, wrap my head around what it is you are. Yeah, or just to right? like label somebody. Right. Right. Um I mean I think I got that right. That sound right to y'all. Yeah, it sounds right to me. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So anyway. When I was a kid you know, me, I have a, a white father. He's Italian and Irish. Mm-hmm. And my mother, who's of mixed African descent. She's she's Eidos. Okay. Um, the kids in school will quite often ask me, what are you? And I would mm-hmm. say I'm white and black. Mm-hmm. Right? And that wasn't good enough for them. No. They would say, well, what do you mean? you white and black. I said, well, my, my dad's white. Mom's black. My mom's black, and they'd be like, "Yeah, but which one are you?" Mm-hmm. Because you got to pick one. <sighs> yeah, and I'd be like, "Well, right, you in Georgia, then. I'm mm, both, exactly." Right, and it was really not a lot of mixed kids. Like, no, it, literally in my school, I mean, any of my schools, there might have been like one or two mm-hmm. other mixed kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a white group. There was a black group, and it was the outcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was never fully accepted by the white kids because mm-hmm. it's a person of color right and that's always gonna and never fully accepted it by the black kids mm-hmm. because i was part white yeah right mm-hmm. i'm sure there may have even been some you know light-skinned you know prejudice on that too oh absolutely Wrapped some colorism uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. without a doubt um but that being said i am a black man mm-hmm. i'm also yes and an Irish man. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Nigerian. Yes, and Italian. Beninese. Right, Togoan. Right. And Italian. And 
you know, whatever the fuck my ancestry. Yeah, right. Dot com. But what I identify as, which, I mean, it's just because for so long it's been ingrained in me and I feel like I have to. What I identify as is African American. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm African American. I'm, I'm African American presenting. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so what I want to talk about today is the dynamics of identity politics when it comes to sexual orientation and gender. Mm, interesting. Sexual orientation and gender. Yep. A lot of folks are going to struggle with that concept because they put because they put gender and sexuality together. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two different things. But I. I I had I had to describe it to somebody close to me because they were you know this whole program pro pronoun shit is new the whole pronoun game you know you got to keep up yeah uh-huh. uh, if, and, and if you're not like in the community or adjacent to the community you may not know that shit you know what I'm saying if you're a '90s '80s motherfucker like me yeah you might not be up on that so right. I was explaining to somebody like okay your gender is how you. Is, is your sex you feel you know every, everybody knows gender you mm-hmm. that's how you feel you are your sexuality though is who you are attracted to mm-hmm. so like right. what you like a, mm-hmm. a, a a gay man can still be a man he's not any less of a man right. just because he's gay mm-hmm. so yeah, his gender absolutely. is man mm-hmm. his sexuality is homosexual mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so two totally two totally different concepts that we often just mm-hmm. mash together yeah absolutely um i think one of the difficult things is feeling like an outcast or feeling like <clears throat> you're not accepted mm-hmm. because of the way that you identify right right um and for a very long time i considered myself a heterosexual cis mm-hmm. man right right Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to be clumped into any of those categories. Really? Okay. Because there are days when I wake up that I feel very queer. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, there are men that I'm attracted to. Yeah. Um, sexually. Yeah. Um, intellectually. I mean, right. in many different ways. Right? Absolutely, yeah. That's a um, beautiful thing. Uh-huh. Sometimes I wake up, or even halfway through the day, I can, I can, I'll feel very feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm dating a woman that uh, she's pansexual, right? Um, but she's kind of she's kind of switchy, right? Okay, yeah. Um, and when she takes charge, I take a back seat, and I feel kind of feminine sometimes, right? When I do, mm-hmm. that she's mm-hmm. you know she's taking charge, and I hate to I hate to get caught up in like the whole. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because you're still you, we're, we're doing it now. Right, we're still setting right. up yeah, boundaries and things. Being in charge is masculine, and or back you know, falling into sure. like roles and things like that. Sure, because it's, um, it's, it's norms, right? Yeah. The way that we've been conditioned to think, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But I think sometimes in efforts to build an inclusive community, mm-hmm. um, we end up being exclusive yes Mm. um there's an event that i wanted to go to and the event was no cis men Mm. okay right 
I understand why they did it. Yeah, absolutely. For safety reasons. Sure. I'm sure, you know, for them to feel... Mm-hmm. Yeah, for them to feel safe. Yep. And um, I, I get it. Yeah. And that's cool. But it didn't feel good. Okay. No. Okay. So, hold on. Let me... Let me... The, so, the listener... Uh, sis, is you presenting and identifying as the gender you were given at birth? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so Joe presents himself as a man, mm-hmm. so he would be considered cisgender. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. 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 And, I, and, I'm, I, and I'm AMAB. These these are other terms that I, that I'm, I don't know if you guys are familiar with. Mm-hmm. AMAB. Right. A lot of a lot of folks not do. Yeah. Yeah. No. So AMAB is assigned male at birth. Okay. AFAB mm-hmm. is assigned female at birth. birth. Now yeah. I'll probably be using those terms throughout this discussion. Mm-hmm. And of course, cisgender, right? Um, I don't. I mean, if I had to categorize myself, which I don't want to, I just want to wake up and be me, man. Like I don't, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, that's honestly kind of how I feel too. I mean, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to belittle or disrespect anyone and their reality and like how they. And like how they believe, because I mean, especially coming from my background, I don't want to do that. I, I, like, I don't want to do that at all. I feel like everyone mm-hmm. should love who they love and be who they want to be and be with who they want to be with. But sometimes I feel, and and like, like also too, like knowing as someone who is also cisgendered, and what was the term aside, male at birth, AMAP, AMAP. Um, so I don't want to come off with those privileges, but there is that thing where like I don't think about that because there there and and this is also speaking from maybe my privilege of that that I don't think that way. I just think I'm me. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm. think of myself as I'm cisgendered. I'm this. I'm this. Like I'm Jaffa. Mm. This. I, this is who I am. And well. I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, I, no, no, I was no. gonna say that uh, some people will say that you don't consider yourself cisgender because cisgender is considered quote unquote normal. Right. So, that so too. of course you don't consider it. Yeah. I mean, I I know that I am, but I'm, I'm so so like keep in mind, like like I'm not saying that I don't consider myself because I don't think I am. I I I know that's what I am. Yeah. But. When I think about myself and who I am, my likes, my dislikes, my loves, my hates, you know, my personality, um, mm. that's not what comes to mind. Also, keep in mind, too, is that, like, you know, I just heard this term a few years ago. Right. So there's still, you know, like, like again, a, a little bit of acclimation that has to happen with... with some of these terms again keep in mind i am not being hateful or ignorant no, we know or that. putting my life you're, you're not coming off i'm way. not yeah you're not coming yeah, off yeah, yeah, like, like please believe that is not my intention i'm not trying to do that at all but mm. you know for some of us again is he like you said like grew up in the 80s and 90s it's like yo we gotta get you know we gotta get used to some of this new stuff we want to yeah but, I'm, you know, I'm learning every day yeah that's what it's, i'm saying it's something new every day and i respect that yeah. I mean, whatever you know and we all should be in that position where we're learning every day right just because you don't we're understand working. it or you refuse to don't make it wrong yeah no right? like absolutely mm-hmm. 
and 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 it's a, and it's another thing I'm thinking too, right? Like the moment that I decide I'm gonna categorize myself, am I putting limitations on me? That's 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 what I think. Yeah, I, it's it's like that old saying: when you build a fence, you keep things out, but you keep yourself in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Like if I, like you're if doing I say, both. If I say no, I'm I'm a heterosexual cis male, right? But mm-hmm. I decide I want to make out with a dude tonight, right? Or a man mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah. Right? Or I do some very gay shit. Like, I don't want to think about my decision as far as whether or not I'm going to do what I want to do because I'm so heavily entrenched in this title or yeah. this category mm-hmm. that I put myself in, right? Yeah. I don't want to be like, and I don't want to do a thing where it's like uh, considering myself um, bi or... Um, I mean, whatever the case may be, and then deciding, okay, no, I just want to uh, be romantic with men, and I'm that for a while. I really, honestly, I feel fluid. I feel like I'm very okay. fluid. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But fluidity, like, is also a title, right? Yes, there is a title. Like, what if yeah. I'm not feeling fluid? Like, I don't I don't want to... You see what I'm saying? Does, yeah, it, does yeah, this make yeah. sense to you? Yeah. I mean, I have always been attracted to women. I've always wanted to be with women sexually um does but that, does that include trans women actually it includes well i mean here's the thing though like no i mean i would say yes that it includes straight women but i've also seen trans women that are absolutely gorgeous and uh-huh. sexy uh-huh. that are just like oh my mm-hmm. gosh you know so you know so Maybe there is a, a little bit of fluidity in, in that, to be honest with you, I haven't crossed that uh, bridge yet. And I only ask because, I mean, I, I believe that trans women are women, but yes, there's absolutely. a lot of people that me, don't feel that way. Me too. Right? Yeah, no, trans women are like, women. So I feel like the question is pertinent, right? Right, yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely you know, I absolutely agree. But what, but what I was going to say was, was the fact that even though I am attracted to women sexually, I have no problem admitting that a man is attractive or good looking or I'm like, man, like, no, like that's a good looking motherfucker. You know, I, mm-hmm. I have no problem saying that, mm-hmm. you know? So if I wake up one day and then realize like I'm attracted to men or I want to have a sexual relationship with a man, I mean, I'll cross that bridge when it comes. I don't see that happening because again, I've always been attracted to women. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But again, like there's nothing wrong with waking up one day and then realizing something has changed, mm-hmm. you know? Right, right, right. And even then, that gets into, you know, in the LGBT circle or in you know people that you know have different, you know, that also kind of gets into the thing of whether they are attracted to femmes mm-hmm. or people that mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. themselves like How more masculine. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, like that gets into like that whole discussion and those dynamics. And I mean, I'm generally, I'm generally for the most part. I mean, and this, there are some exceptions, exceptions to this, but I'm generally attracted to more feminine characteristics Me too. or features. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm. there are also some masculine features that I'm also attracted to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you were gonna ask a question, Izzy? I think. Yeah, I, w- I was going to ask, um, you know, I, 
it, you know, of course, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but is your um, partner cis, cisgender? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so, but they would be allowed to go to the, oh, because it's cis males. Right. Mm-hmm. Ah. Right, right, right. Ah. Okay. And I get it because so, the, the event, the event for maybe two decades has been dominated by cis men and it was a no cis women allowed policy mm-hmm. right mm. so now that they they have their own stage at this same event that is still very much dominated by cis men mm-hmm. they've decided mm. okay no cis men mm-hmm. allowed right yeah. which i get it mm-hmm. i get it 100 percent, right yeah and that's also something like interesting too because you know even going back to when we went to disneyland the day that we went it was gay day uh-huh. It was the official, you know, Disney gay day, mm-hmm. gay day, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is rad. It was beautiful. It was fun. Um, but one thing that um, one of our friends pointed out, uh, who she is a lesbian, um, but she said, yeah, a lot of guys, a lot of guys here, not mm-hmm. a lot of women. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that even in this day mm-hmm. that is for gay people, mm-hmm. You still have a lot of men, mm-hmm. a lot of gay men, mm-hmm. a lot of a, a, a lot of you know. I, now I did see a lot of black and Latinx men. So like there, so there, so there was a little bit of men, of, you know, gay men of, of color, color, right? But primarily white gay men, right? Yeah. So right. you know, even in that, that's kind of interesting. How oh, man, you know, I, I kind of felt a little sad. Because like oh, there's not right. a lot of even though it's this, it's this you know it's this gay celebration and it's it should be uh, you know it should be more diverse and the fact that it wasn't you know made me a little sad for her. So now, do you think do you think that's because of white male privilege or do you think that's because of disproportionate population or demographic numbers as as a whole over i think it's all of that but i also think it's definitely because of you know white gay men and white privilege and just white male there privilege. being more mm-hmm. of that Overall. you know there's even you know yeah just even i've noticed thing, that yeah and that's even and that even gets into um you know talking about how you know us as the black community how some of us can have a little bit of resentment Mm-hmm. towards that and mm-hmm. i think a, a lot of times it's just based off of you know the the fact that they feel that it's you know there's it's like you know that they may be jumping the line as far as in the oppression right. thing yeah and i don't i don't really want to get into like oppression yeah yeah but i will but i do that. absolutely understand and um because if agree you, with the intersectionality yeah. of oppressed peoples right like mm-hmm. if you are to, to be honest with you, I would say that, and, and, and you know, I'm not even going to say that because that, that would be going right into oppression Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, I'm not going to yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah, so um, we're going to avoid that. But, right, but, right. But, yeah, that, that's just, you know, this, these things are interesting. And, honestly, it's good to have conversations like this because it almost kind of feels like, oh, man, maybe we're getting a little, you know, dancing on thin ice or mm. blah, blah, blah. Shit, but, this is hot takes. Yeah, no, like, but that's what it is. It's, you know, it's hot takes. And I think, you know, we're having discussions like this is a good thing because we can just go around and discuss it and be honest about it, but also not coming from a place of hate. 
right. and not it's, from it's, a place it's of like, prejudice. It's like working out a math problem. Like what we're doing is literally showing our work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And in that process, we may say or think things that are wrong and erroneous, but we're trying to come to the right answer. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's it's kind yeah. of basically like you know how I describe this podcast to you know people that haven't heard it or people that you know will ask me about it. It's like you know we're just we're just three young brothers just trying to work our shit out, you know, and just right. trying to like right. discuss things, you know, from a young, intelligent black progressive perspective yeah. hey speak for yourself on that intelligent shit <laughs> but you know it's kind of like you know yeah it's like you know we're three young brothers you know we might say some stuff that might be you know a touch ignorant or coming yeah. from shit that we grew up in but we're trying to work this out and we're trying to you know move on and become better people and so. i i don't i don't want to I, I definitely don't want to come across as like tone deaf no at all and i don't feel like i need to like state my credentials as far as right being clear that's another thing either, yeah right mm-hmm. exactly like, i shouldn't have I to be to, like right why do i need yeah. to tell you what the fuck i am to make it more palatable for you yeah you know right. what I mean? i'm still trying to work shit out in my head right mm-hmm. on a right. day-to-day basis and yeah. that shit changes frequently so like why exactly. right. the yeah. fuck am, am i required or even expected to try to tell you mm-hmm. how the fuck i identify you know what i'm saying right. and not saying exactly. that it's not you know and i don't get upset when i hear the question you know mm-hmm. um but again this sh- shit changes yeah <laughs> for me yeah. at least i mean right? i'm not exactly. like solid one thing like i i have interests all over the- i mean and that's a lot of aspects of my life like i'm interested in a lot of fucking different things mm-hmm. absolutely um I've, i'll try to do this for a little bit i get bored with it i go on to something else let's see is this exciting oh this is cool what's mm-hmm. this about a little bit right. give up on that go do something else you know and i think i don't know if i can be categorized some of us can't be categorized <laughs> one one thing that i was thinking about with you know exactly right we we, we really can't be you can't boil all of my life experiences down to one term, one definition. Right. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make fucking sense. Right. With, I tell you, with I tell this you event, what I though, Oh, go ahead. Go mm-hmm. ahead. I, I was going to say, um, because there are no cis, uh, cisgendered males, that means that uh, there will be trans men there. Trans, trans, trans women and trans men. Right. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. I'm saying, um, just as far as the the male side, since there's no yeah, cis tra- male, trans women, then. Mm-hmm. Right. No, no, no. Trans. No. Yeah, it's going to be trans women. Mm-hmm. But if there's a woman who transitioned to a man, a trans man, mm-hmm. then they're allowed to be there too because yep. that's not. Yeah. Right. They're not cis. Yeah. So, so again, like, you're being exclusionary. You're ex- you're excluding now, like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, basically, like you as a. But I think it's really. I think it's really okay. This is. But also, too, like keeping in mind that you know, uh, cisgendered men have been, you know, and especially white cisgendered men are basically able to go through life, 
you know, and basically go wherever they want and do whatever. Right. They that that is that is right. that uh, is fascinating though because yeah. I, now I'm thinking like, okay, someone that is assigned male at birth that's transitioned to a woman mm-hmm. is allowed in this event, event because, right. they, because they aren't cisgendered. Yes. Right? And and trans women are women, right? Yes. So does it not You're stand a reason? Too. Yeah, does it not stand a reason that assigned female at birth that a transmission transition to a man are they are men. Yeah, they are men. Right? But I guess But they're not cisgendered men. Right. So right. that's, that's where, why they're right, able that's to, where able it's, to get in. So, and so, and so it's speaking it, it about how yeah. it's hard to wrap your head around sometimes, right? Because there's a, there's there's a lot of different categories, right? And a mm-hmm. lot of different ways to um identify right Right. absolutely yeah, i'm still working through it i think i got a pretty good knowledge yeah. and understanding of the thing but like yeah i i, I think hard. also too and then a lot of it and i'm even you know telling myself this too you know sometimes it's like we have to challenge ourselves to not be uh offended or hurt or even just like uh, because i even know because there's there's even the part of me that even when i first heard the term sis you know, it almost kind of feels like a diss in a way. It's just like, oh, you sister. Uh, right. I'm like, the fuck, Mike? Uh, you know? Right. And so like, it's just kind of like, you know, I just kind of like, look, I don't want to take things so personally that it turns into hate and it turns into bigotry. And just, that's just a lot be of who you are happens. and live yeah. your truth. That's like, that's my shit. Be who you are and live your truth. And like... Don't look down on me or look at me in disgust because I am what I am when I'm that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I know live. that there are people that have been, you know, that have had um, painful things happen to them uh, because of cisgendered men. Sure. Um, and my c- compassion and goes out, t- you know, goes out to them. And I feel that way. And like, I feel that way. But also too, it's like. I want to be I, I want to be an ally, but also I'm like I know I did not do this to you. I did not, you know. Right. Here's here's another point, right? I most definitely don't want to go to an all queer event, right? And and come across like I'm the white guy at a Black Lives Matter protest. Mm-hmm, right. That too. Right. Because yeah. oftentimes, like you know, you want to respect the space you want to respect yes. their space which i do yeah and and you know and it quite quite often a matter of fact i think i think that most of the time i've gone to queer events i've felt very queer in the moment <laughs> you know what i mean i felt very queer right. yeah uh, matter of fact but, I, I, would, and, I would go as far as to say i was queer in the right. moment right yeah but like yeah and I mean, so that's that's what i was going to say like here we, here we have like okay cis males cannot attend but a trans man, so a, a a white person who was a woman now transitioned to a man, or a white man who transitioned to a woman is allowed, and they're pushing you, a black queer man, out of this space. Mm-hmm. That's that's fucked. That's weird. Yeah, that's that weird is. A, yeah, it don't feel good. Yeah, it don't feel good. And and to be honest with you, and I mi- I misunderstood the um the dynamics and who was allowed and who wasn't allowed to begin with and i was mm. really feeling like caitlin jenner could sit down in here but like, you can't i can't <laughs> yeah right yeah. and that's like, like i don't know right. she, she's not a cis male that. yeah right 
Yeah, that I is. I didn't know how I felt about that. Yeah. It didn't feel good. Because, like, even if, like, because that's even, like, one thing, too. Like, if you and Caitlyn Jenner both walked up at the same time to this event, I can kind of guarantee you the people there would look at you and look at her and knowing what we know about her and her politics and all. I, I did say, shit, I say, sh- sh- mm-hmm. I say them, right? Or, I think she. Them, them she, is fine. Uh, she, she, them. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so like, if you and Caitlyn Jenner were to walk up to this event and they saw you and then they saw them and knowing what they know about their politics and how they are, I would think that they would see you and like, you know, you know I don't, come on in, homie. I don't <laughs> you know. know, and it's and it's yeah. hard. It's hard to, and this is the thing: are we conflating? Are we yeah. conflating sexuality, sexual, sexual, gender, and sexual orientation with politics? Yeah. Are we conflating them with uh, race? Yeah, because a lot I think of we time, are. Right yeah, now. because I mean, even in this discussion, and the way that I felt about the thing, I felt yeah. maybe I'm conflating, but it did very much feel like when when I was told, um, or when I am told that this mm-hmm. is a queer only event, I very much feel like that kid in high school that was like. But yeah. what are you? You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Other nah, students be like, but are you white or are you black? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, right. Like you gotta are pick, you, yeah. You gotta I'm pick like, a side. Yeah, yeah I, both, I feel you. Right? Hmm. Yeah, no, that's. And then, I, and then you that's got. tricky, man. You got terms like, you got terms like pansexual that's like attracted to all things, right? Mm-hmm. Depending. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like maybe I can identify as that, but what. If I'm not attracted to all things, you feel me? Like so, people. I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. I don't. I, just just because this is hot takes and this is what we're talking about, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't like that pansexual shit. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't like the label of pansexual. Okay. So, for the listeners, Why pansexual is pansexual is sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction towards people regardless of their sex or gender identity. Right. So the thought is, like, I love someone who loves me. Motherfucker, that's love. That's yeah. regular. That's yeah. normal. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's called fucking social acceptance. That's not a motherfucking label. Yeah. That's yeah. not like a box to try and... You're a normal human. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Stop trying to be something different. You're just a person. Stop making... Well, like it's I so do, many I do think though, but I do I do think though that normal. What the fuck is normal? Yeah, that's, that's true. What, you, you know, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It, it's just yeah. a part that's of being relative, a right? human. Yeah. It's it's relative based upon like circumstances. Like mm-hmm. normal for San Francisco is some completely different <laughs> than normal for Columbus, Georgia. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Different from normal for Beirut, yeah. which is different then, from normal you know, for Moscow. Yeah, and is, it's just all based off of like what we like, who we're who we're attracted to, and and oftentimes we know when we're a little kid who we are mm. and who we like and where we're attracted to. Oh, I like, was queer as fuck when I was a kid, dude. Man. I was queer as fuck, dude, bro. Dude, I mean, okay. <laughs> I was I knew, super queer, dude. I knew for me when I was like four or five years old watching uh, Linda Carter and like Wonder Woman reruns, I knew even yeah. then, I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, like, this is what I like. This is who I am. And, yeah. you know, and but then like years later when I 
heard gay men talk about, you know, seeing a male actor or seeing somebody, like, they basically had the same experience as me, but with a man, and they knew what their sexual orientation was. So, mm -hmm. so like, to me, I'm like, oh, well, shit, well, that makes sense. Okay. You know. So, like, that kind of really helped me accept it because I was able to, like, put it in those terms and just, like, oh, like, we all have similar experiences, but it, it just depends on, like, what... Or who it is, and I think that I think that the sexual orientation. Sometimes people use um, those titles and those categories in order to kind of like set a marker mm -hmm. for like possible mates or interests, mm -hmm. right? So like when people say, "So I mean, what are you?" If okay, say a woman comes up to me. Mm -hmm. It says, what's your sexual orientation? I mean, of course, we'd be having conversation first. Yeah, right? It's yeah, like yeah. the first thing you ask some fucking buddy, right? Now. <laughs> what's your sound, man? Right, right. But if they're Who like, you what's your sexual orientation? Who are your people? And I, t I tell the woman, well, I'm I'm a gay man. Okay, they all, they automatically know. Okay, well, I got a chance with him. Yeah, right? that's kind of what, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I do, I understand um, the point of uh, certain terms feeling like well that's just a natural thing to be that's just like socially you know but yeah still is it necessary that's the thing that's what i you know and and it's the thing too if everybody was pansexual right which mm -hmm. i mean it's absolutely not a thing right no, <laughs> because like, everybody doesn't accept love for what it is yeah regardless right. or you know some people like certain things right right you know? if 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 that was a thing then i i guess i guess we wouldn't really need any categories at all would we yeah i don't know man i just i just want people to love who they love right. i don't want to like hate anybody because of that right right, right, uh, right. and we're, we're gonna have labels you have to yeah, have labels yeah like, it is it's, if you have a home no, in the wilderness, nigga, you, you put have to have labels. I ain't gonna have no damn labels. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit. I ain't, I ain't I'm gonna put, put you on this label yeah. game. I ain't, hey, I ain't gotta yeah, do Joey nothing. don't need no label maker. Mm, if, you, if you can't assign your label, I'll do it for you. Whatever. <laughs> Call it what you want it, but don't be disappointed later. <laughs> yeah, I, I like no. that. Call it what you want it, but don't be disappointed. I'm saying, look, yeah. I, I, all I got to do is stay black and die. That's all I got to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's all yeah. I got to do. Honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. whatever. I mean, whatever may, whatever's going to help you sleep at night. Mm. That's what that's I think. That's, to, that's, that's a good be, way to put it. That's gonna be my new answer when people say, "What's your sexual orientation?" But whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> right, right. Whatever makes you comfortable. Whatever because gets because you that's, to the night. that's really what you're at, that's really what you're asking. Mm -hmm. How can I define you? Whatever, yeah. Whatever's palatable for you. You, you. How can, can look I at my categorize actions. you? Yeah, yeah. Look at my actions and, and how it is that I behave, and then whatever's palatable for you. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you determine. There you go. Yeah. That's it. That's so fuck answer. identity politics. Do you love who you love? Be honest. Don't fuck with anybody. Be honest from the get-go about like who you are or if you're with somebody and they ask. Don't break somebody's heart. Don't disappoint somebody. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I feel it. I feel it. All right. I think that's uh, all we got for this hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Too hot mm. in the hot tub. Mm. <laughs> all right, y'all. Right. We'll be right back for a world-class media review.
y'all. This your boy Ply. And I just wanted to tell y'all, if y'all ain't listening to the motherfucking Death Perspective Podcast, I don't know what the fuck you doing with your motherfucking life. I know y'all probably think they done gave this boy some money. They done gave your boy Ply some motherfucking money to come out here and record some shit to try to get them some lessons on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But I'm going to tell y'all right now, these niggas at the Deaf Perspective Podcast is really about that shit they talking. I'm trying to tell y'all right now, these these some of the far left ass leaning motherfuckers that's really here for the working man. And if y'all ain't giving them your goddamn money, if you ain't giving them your motherfucking money, I don't know what the hell you doing with y'all. If you ain't listening to the Deaf Perspective Podcast, this the greatest motherfucking podcast I done heard. And I don't even like them goddamn podcasts. Let me tell y'all something. I don't even motherfucking like podcasts. I don't even like listening to that shit. Because motherfuckers get on the goddamn line and they start fucking snitching. But the Deaf Perspective, that nigga Joey Doola, Joffa Green, and Izzy the Line, they're some of the realest niggas I done met before in my motherfucking life. I'm telling y'all right now. Go ahead, like, subscribe, and share this motherfucking podcast, and go ahead and listen to the show notes at the end of the motherfucking uh, 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 episode, and get their goddamn Venmo and their motherfucking cash app, and get these niggas some money, because they deserve your motherfucking, they out here doing a hard ass, you think I got the motherfucking time to be sitting here listening to goddamn news stories every motherfucking day, hell no, nigga, I got shit to do, I got shit to motherfucking do. I ain't got time to be listening to this bullshit ass CNN or the goddamn uh, uh what they call the Fox News. I, don't, I ain't got time for that shit. But I listen to the Deaf Perspective while I'm in the car and I'm driving when I'm in the whip, you know. And I'm pulling up on somebody. I'm listening to the Deaf Perspective and they give me all I motherfucking need to know for today. Cause they don't they don't play no bullshit. With them goddamn news store, if they talking about some shit, they gonna give you the real shit, and they gonna give you what they motherfucking think about it, and they gonna tell you that. And straight up, if you ain't listening to the motherfucking Deaf Perspective, and donating your motherfucking money, and sharing, and liking, and subscribing to this shit, nigga, you, I don't know what to say about you. I don't know what the motherfucking say about you, but I'ma tell you right now, this your boy applies. They ain't gave me no goddamn money for this. And y'all need to go ahead and listen to this goddamn podcast. That's all I got to say to y'all for the day, though. I holla at you, boy. Buss it, baby. <laughs> okay, Deaf Perspective listeners. We are back for our world-class media review. Yo. Jaffa. Yo. You've been digging in the crates, I'm assuming. I have. I'm looking at what you've been digging for, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nah. Did you, you look shovel for that? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. alright What you got for us? You, you reviewing an album for us? Yeah, yeah, I want to talk about uh, A dude named Charles Stepney Some of you might know Who Charles Stepney is, some of you might not But mm-hmm. I'm about to school you So Charles Stepney He was a writer, producer And arranger for the Chess label That's based out of Chicago uh, Chess was a blues label if you saw that movie, uh, Cadillac Records, where uh, Adrian Brody played uh, yep. Leonard Chess, the founder of Chess, mm-hmm. Beyonce played Etta James, mm-hmm. that's the label that uh, Charles Stepney worked for. Okay. Uh, so, you know, in addition to, you know, working with dudes like Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, mm-hmm. um, Charles... Uh, Charles Stepney produced uh, this band called The Rotary Connection. I don't know if you've heard of them. I think you've discussed them. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, actually, so The Rotary Connection, 
featured uh, Minnie Ripperton. Okay. Um, and um, one of the songs that the Rotary Connection did, um, I don't know if you remember the end of Us, Jordan Peele. I remember the film. Yeah, so like that last scene, I think it's called Le Flores, that's the name of the, name of the song mm-hmm. that's playing at the end of that scene. Okay. Uh, so Charles Stepney like, produced and arranged that song and their albums. Uh, he also worked with jazz pianist Ramsey Lewis, who we actually just lost a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so he you know produced and arranged his albums. And in the late 60s, Ramsey Lewis had his trio. The drummer in his trio was someone by the name of Maurice White, who later went on to form Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. And uh, Charles Stepney uh, worked on uh, early Earth, Wind, and Fire albums. Mm-hmm. Pretty much up until... Charles Stebney suffered a heart attack in 1976, right when they were in the middle of working on Earth, Wind & Fire's uh, Spirit album. Of course, he also worked with other artists like uh, Denise Williams, etc. So this label called International Anthems, that they do a lot of reissues and archival things. They just came out with this collection of Charles Stebney stuff called Step by Step. And it's basically like... um, early demos song ideas song sketches but it's all just like super cool and super dope there's a lot of uh, um, 70s like synth sounds like you know like fender roads like mini moves and he also kind of used this uh this early drum machine called uh the maestro rhythm king um and sly stone used that uh it's mainly well known because Sly used it on a, there's a riot going on. Uh, also, uh, Shuggy Otis. I don't know if you know who Shuggy Otis is. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, I'm, I'm going to talk about him okay. later on. But uh, but um, uh, Shuggy Otis did an album called Inspiration Information, and he used that drum machine as well. Uh, so a lot of what um, is on this Charles Stanley album re- reminds me a lot of like Shuggy stuff. So it's really kind of like lo-fi uh just like lo-fi soul, like lo-fi like R&B. Just like it just sounds beautiful. Mm. So, uh, Stepney wasn't wasn't he a veteran? Because uh, I like vaguely remember um, him having to get his legs amputated right above the calf. <laughs> get the fuck out of here! No, <laughs> no, no, no. Stepney. No. That's God like, no. damn. No. <laughs> but uh, um, God damn it, man. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's what I get back for ruining your monologue, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you be trying every week. Yeah, I'd no, no, no. be editing the fuck out yeah. of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the, but the um, but the beautiful thing is that um, so these um, so these songs that he made are these you know little demos. His daughters actually like put this put this collection t- t- together. And there's like certain parts where they talk about their dad and you know kind of what he meant to them and they're sharing like memories and stuff like that. And actually, what's cool is that um, uh, there's a demo version of a uh, uh, that's the way of the world uh, and like two other Earthland and Fire songs mm. uh, on there. And one of them is called Imagination. I think yeah, it's 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 like it's it, it's like on the Spirit album. It's like a big Philip Bailey ballad. But one of his daughters uh, was taught about how she always, and like this is on the record, she talks about how how much she loved that song and how you know, um, whenever I get married, like you know, I always wanted my dad, of course, to walk me down the aisle, which he can't. But I'll, but whenever I do get married, I want to walk down the aisle to this song. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just so beautiful and so touching. But, yeah, this this album collection or this kind of, you know, collection of demos is super fucking dope. Like, That's what's up. Like, like dope synth sounds. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the type of shit you'd want to sample. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, and, you know, and just kind of like you know, everything that he did, too. Because also keep in mind that, you know, he produced... Um, Denise Williams' first album, uh, "This Is Nisi," which has that song, you know, because I just want to be free. Mm. I mean, that's like, yeah. a, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's like one of the best. I just wanna be mm-hmm. free. Yep, yep. It's just like, yeah. Just I like, can't hit that next. Yeah, no, no, nah, nah, none of us can. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so so yes, yeah, so obviously, like my boy Charles had his hand in producing some, you know soul classics and some like you know brilliant music so you know if you're a fan of of any of the artists that i mentioned you should definitely uh check out this charles stepney collection called step by step that's what's up yeah all right so i'm gonna check this out yeah i have what you got joey i got a little i got a lightweight uh album review i'm not gonna rate it because i've only i've only listened to it uh one time all the way through so i'm not gonna give it a rating but Mm -hmm. it's a posthumous album by Mac Miller. It's mm. actually it's a it's more it, it plays like a mixtape. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's called I Love Life, Thank You. Okay. Mm. Um, and it's just dropped. I don't know what month it dropped. I don't know how I even missed it. Honestly, it says twenty twenty two here. I'm not sure when it dropped. But it's very uh very lyrical. Izzy, okay. it's the it's the Mac Miller you you know and love. Izzy, right. not the um. Uh, it's not swimming. Okay. Mac Miller. I know you was shitting on swimming pretty hard. I love the album swimming, but. Um, it's not swimming and it's not circles, Mac Miller. It's um, very much. Uh, it's very hip hop. Oh, okay. It's very very hip hop. Mm. Um, he's got some features on this thing. Talib Kweli's on here. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. On a on a track called Family First. The Come Up is on here. There's a song called Boom Bap Rap that I really feel like. Forbidden Dice that could have done. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. how hip hop that track is. Well dude man, you know, I love me some boom bap. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's my shit right yep. there. Also also all that featuring Bun B. Mm-hmm. Um, oh damn. That shit go hard too. That shit okay. go hard too. But yeah, this is this is a good it's a good album. It's easy listening. It's clever. Clever okay. lyricism. Okay. Another post humus uh selection from right. Mac Miller. Now some of these uh some of these verses that you're gonna hear on this album. You have heard before, okay. but uh, yeah, some of them uh, they're they're pretty new. Some are pretty new. Some unreleased. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Stuff on here, but yeah, check that out. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'll be honest with you, I was very pleasantly surprised when I finally got to hear Mac Miller because mm-hmm. I just I like, heard about him like, you know, but right. but I think it might have been might have been Circles, but I was like, man, this is. Swimming is a better oh. album than Circles. Okay, yeah, I mean, I can't remember which one I heard. It might have been Swimming you, or I Circles. Think you, you would really like Swimming if you okay. haven't heard Swimming. You'd okay, really like Swimming. That might have been it's the one that I heard. Musical. It's very um, melodic. Yeah, yeah. No, I was. I mean, you know, like one of my boys like told me about it, or was like, "Oh man, like you should give it a shot." I'm like, ah, like, I. Right. But then I loved it. Like, yeah, I listened to it at work. I'm like, oh shit, this is. Oh, like yeah. Was, you know. yeah, it's kind of the jam. Yeah, it's so a, it's, a, it's a classic. Okay, so we are at that point of the episode again, where um, we are going to rack up more material to use in court against Apple. 
um, <laughs> for our iOS, <laughs> yeah. or for them to use against us. Whatever, right, yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is Izzy's obscure selections. Izzy, what you got, Izzy? Yes, yes. Do you have mm-hmm. a selection for us this week? I know you do. I absolutely do, man. I know you do. Um, yeah. This album is near and dear to my heart. Um, I've already had some very beautiful memories with some really close friends to this album. Um, That's how it should be, man. For real, for real. It's, it's, it's really a, a very personal album. Um, I've had some, some psychedelic journeys, so that means a lot of internal searching with That's this album. That's also how it should be, yeah. It's perfect. It is Promises. By Floating Points and Pharaoh Sanders. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, rest in power. Of course, it's rest in power to Pharaoh Sanders, man. We just lost lost him. A legend, man. It's it's crazy. Absolute madness. Yeah, man. Like you said, rest in power. So he had a long, beautiful, very fruitful life full of love and music and joy. And just art of beautifulness, man. Tell us Mm -hmm. about this, man. Tell us about this album right here. I know nothing about it. School me. Yeah. Okay, so the album is with um, Floating Points. If you haven't ever listened to Floating Points, check him out. He is a producer. Um, His shit is is not usually um, as ethereal. But, um, I mean, shit, it, he, he fits in so perfectly with, uh, with Farrell Sanders on this one. Did, did, me if I'm wrong. did Farrell Sanders recently die? Yeah, he passed yeah. away yesterday. Okay. Yesterday. Yeah, I think I heard yeah. about that. Okay. So, so this album, I don't, I, I this might've been the last one he did. I, don't I think this know. was I, the last one that he did. Yeah, this, this was 2021 and he did it with, uh, Floating Points. Floating Points is an electronic producer out of England. Um, but Jesus Christ, dude, it's a very light, airy, and ethereal album. It's very soft, but it it just it it gives off a very spiritual energy, like a lot of Pharaoh Sanders music does. Absolutely, yeah. It, um, it, it's 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 not a lot of instrumentation going on. It's very introspective, and like I said, very light. Um, except like the last track, it really crescendos into this big, like welling movement. Oh, I can't even. It's really hard to even find the words to describe it because mm. it's so beautiful. It's it, it's it's really a transcendent album. Okay. You really just have to listen to it and experience it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's yeah, it's no, not it's not super duper long. Yeah, yeah, definitely do. It's it's not super long. It's like a fifty minute album, mm-hmm. but um. Dude, I'm telling you, you eat, you eat, a, you eat a few shrooms, or if you like to smoke, get get mad high, chill with a person you love, put this on. It is a vibe. It is a whole mood. It's slappity dap, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's floating points. Pharaoh Sanders and the London Symphony Orchestra. Okay. Okay. All yeah. Right. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna check yeah. out both yeah. of them. I yeah. got some time on my hands yeah. this afternoon. I'm check and then out. also too, you know. You know, now's a perfect time to you know check out some Feral Sanders if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do it today. Yeah, I mean, you know, some of you might not you know uh, uh, Feral Sanders uh, 
worked for John Coltrane. He was in one of his last right. uh, quartets. Uh, you know, he also did several records with uh, Alice Coltrane. Mm. Um, and then, of course, he did a ton of solo albums. And, um, you know, particularly uh, one called Karma and uh, Deaf, Dumb, and Blind. Um, you know, he was just one of the masters and one of the fathers of um, spiritual jazz. Or some would say free mm-hmm. jazz, but I... I I refer to it as uh, spiritual jazz. Um, right. So, you know, mm-hmm. Like one of the one of his most famous, well-known songs is uh, "The Creator Has a Master Plan," mm. and uh, um, you know that's on. Yeah, uh, dude. Oh, man, dude, I love that song. But that's <laughs> on. Uh, that's on Karma, and that is literally one of those things that reminds me that there is still spirituality, and there is still something, and some things that we do not understand like you know as we're like in this world and in this country that mm-hmm. is just like fucking wrapped up in uh dogma and superstition and religiousness and, that know, tries to pass itself off as spirituality that, listening right. to you know you know like listening to something like feral sanders music uh remind you reminds you that there is more to that and that is something something else that is not this and he also you know uh you know worked with uh you know and and he had you know legendary musicians like lonnie liston smith and uh gary bartz mm-hmm. uh in his you know in his groups uh so yeah definitely so yeah that brings yeah, that's it's funny it's funny you say that you're talking about dogma here and i i don't want to go off on a tangent too much but i think <laughs> i'm 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 coming i'm reaching the point in my life where i i don't believe in karma anymore mm. interesting I don't. It's, ah, mm. I don't. Never mind. Never mind. You no. say you don't want to go off on a tangent. No, no, I'm I don't. I'm I don't. No, and 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 I'll t- I'll tell you why I say this, right? Because you got evil people, and nothing bad ever happens to them. Yeah. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And then and then you got then you got really good people, and it seems like they get the shit under the stick. Oh yeah. All the time. Oh yeah. I right? mean, what, where, where's Elon Musk's karma? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Where's his right, karma? Right. So I mean, I'm, in, I'm inclined to believe that shit just happens to yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, it's like you it's know, all arbitrary. Yeah. It's like when I saw the movie yesterday, they showed the trailer for Wakanda Forever. Yeah. You know, and they showed this like one little you know quick you know picture of Chadwick Boseman, and and I'm at the point right now where, like I will just see him yeah. and I'll just start tearing up. Yeah. Because That's of a good like. Yeah, because of like who that man was and how he was and what type of person that he was. But you know, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and Donald Trump are still you know on this earth breathing oxygen. That's so. why I feel right. like you know how like somebody does you wrong, or somebody or somebody gets done wrong by a person and they say, "Oh, that's all right, karma will get them." No, you better get their ass back. No, <laughs> you exactly. Back. You better yeah. go get your damn ducats. Fuck that. Yeah. That's that's something I always tell my children. Mm-hmm. Shit. Either either you let something happen, yep. or you make something happen. That's true. Mm-hmm. There is no in between. It's only those two. You either let that happen, or you made it happen. Yeah, yeah, that's real shit. All right. Well, that's all we got for the Dead yeah. Perspective podcast. Take Hell your car, yeah. take your karma, and shove it up your ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next week. I hope that. I hope that offended some of y'all. Uh, we'll right. see y'all next week. <laughs> Izzy Jaffa, I love you. Izzy love Joey. you too, brother. I love y'all. The both of you. The, the of both of you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll catch y'all next week. Yeah. Yeah. Peace.
I don't give a fuck. Like, Nor should you. More important shit in this world than that right now. Than how more you feel words. about mm-hmm. more important shit in this world than how you feel about what the fuck it is that I am and what I like. Exactly. What right. the fuck do you like? You focus on what the fuck you like, and and you do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy for you. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. You do you. I'm gonna do me. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm gonna do my thing. Anyway, 